And we're recording. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast at home with me, Nick Graves, and... Ryan Goodwin. It's a new chapter, you know what I'm saying? We have two hosts. Two hosts. It's a big deal for me and you, the listener. Because things are going to be a lot different now. I had an episode before where I told you guys the new format, and I'm following it up. This is a bit of a follow-up episode, also an introductory episode, also just an episode. So it's like three things in one, and you didn't pay any money for it. I mean, you can pay me if you want to. I'm not like requiring it, but I have a PayPal that interests you at all. <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really cool... Like, saying that while you're playing it, it just, it has a whole different, the game's changed. Yeah, no, we're building, we're building spaces over here. We really are, we really are. So, you know, I had that old episode, not old, but other episode telling you guys that the things are changing, and it is changing, I don't know, my words just like jumbled so much at the end there, that things are changing, but things are changing. The times are changing! The times are changing, and they are changed now, because this is officially the first episode with my co-host, Ryan Goodwin. (laughs) That's what he's going to sound the whole time, for every episode. (laughs) How do you feel, Dua? How do you feel to be on it? Man, I feel great. I'm so glad to be a part of this project. We're going to have a good time. We're going to make smart shit. Hell fucking yeah. And you know what? And I, I don't even have to say it, but I want to say it. It's only going to improve, you know? Every episode I've been proud of, yeah. But as far as sound and structure, it's all only going up. Hey, man, that's that's a gambler's fallacy. But all right, you keep telling yourself that. <laughs> no, it, it's true. Uh, no, I'm it, just kidding. It, uh, I was about to say, uh, well, I kind of put myself in a corner here. <laughs> well, but no, it's, you you're know. Right. You're right, fam. I, I was you're in, right. I did a, a friend of mine, Eric Feeling's podcast the other day. And I was I was super motivated after seeing his podcast set up, which is all in his room. Or a guest room that he has, because he has money like that. And he has, like, he has it set up so that everyone has, like, their own dynamic mic and shit. He has his computer set up and everything. It sounds super crisp and nice. And I was like, we're going to get to there. We're g- that's that's the dream. We're going to get there. But also right now, I'm super happy with it. I think it sounds great. I love the I love the live music aspect. So, Ryan, let's let's kick it off. Let's, the game you play. All right. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I want you to uh, think of um, a, a colorful thing that you saw today. A colorful thing I saw today. Oh, got it. I was in a, uh, I was in a suit store, like a dress clothes store, All right. in Down University, and there was a bright yellow suit jacket. Oh, right. That was totally from the 70s. No doubt. And I loved it. And I'm wearing it right now. You are not wearing it, but I will, uh, <laughs> I will illuminate that rumor right now. But. <laughs> Shit. Turn the improv up in my headphones. Yeah. 
Alright, so, the other day, I'm walking down the street, right? And, I see this guy, he's looking at me. He's staring at me, actually. And he goes, hey, aren't you Nick Graves? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, how do I know you? And I was like, I don't know, you said my name. And then I was like, maybe you know me from school. Or maybe you know me from my job. I work right on the corner. Not in a weird prostitute way. I work at a gas station. And it's on the corner. And he goes, no, that's not where I know you from. I know you from that suit store. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw you eyeing that yellow suit jacket. And I was like, yeah, I was eyeing it. What of it? And he goes, I bought that jacket because I knew you wanted it. And I was like, whoa, it's mass manufactured. I could still get one. And then he goes, oh. And I was like, oh. And then he's like, do you want to go for coffee sometime? And I was like, I hate coffee. But we could, like, watch Daredevil on Netflix. And he goes, I hate Daredevil. And I was like, you know, okay, you're entitled to your own opinion, even if it's wrong, which it was. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. So I want to, right now, I want to get into the, the mind of Ryan Goodwin a bit. All right. Anyone who's listened to the last episode with Ryan Goodwin knows it's about to be a really great talk. All right, so you are a, you're a creative type. Right. Not just a musician, you also do stand-up comedy. Right. Uh, what other what other creative endeavors? Are um, when I was in fucking high school, I made a lot of uh, art with like a the third party, like the great value version of Photoshop. It was called Paint.net. <laughs> I still use it. I still edit all my photos with it. Oh hell yeah! And this is not an ad for Paint.net because they're not paying me because they can't pay me because it's a free product. <laughs> you know. So I would, you know, I'd make art and like and shit like that. But I'm, no, I'm mainly a musician. That's that's where my focus is. But I like learning, you know, different kinds of ways to communicate things. Right. And so music has been your favorite. Music's the one that you find. Oh yeah. Yeah. It uh, it can do certain things to certain people. Yeah. How how do you like music communicated to you? Rephrase that question. How do you like... Okay, so you like music because you're able to reach out to other people with it. How do you like for that reach to come to you? In what form? In what ways? Um, you, and in how does it affect you? So do you like maybe louder see, music? Or do you like like more soft, melodic I see music? what you mean. Um, it's funny, I... And this is going to sound very pretentious, but I will defend it. Um, Christ. I like to say jazz music... Is the most poetic form of music. Oh, sure. Now, excuse me while I go <laughs> sip on like cold brew coffee and like listen to all my vinyls, which I have a fuck ton. Nick, you've seen this them. This is true. And uh, let me put on these wide frame glasses and like a Johnny Depp esque scarf. <laughs> Sorry, but no. I and I say that cause, not because like, you know, like when vocalists, what they sing is poetic. Right. I mean. The music it is it's taking well poetry is like taking you know 
the certain rules of language and kind of deconstructing them. Right. Right. Jazz is doing that with rules of music. It's taking these things that, you know, when music was first started, like we were first establishing what are the rules in like Western music. Right. It's taking all these things like how can we get these dissonant sounds and, you know, make them jive with each other and it's kind of this deconstruction of the what is of what the language of music is. Right. And I'm not saying like it's not yeah, I mean, lyrically it's not that poetic. Like you'd have like Bob Dylan write a poem and like sing it to an acoustic guitar. That's poetic music, but that's not the music being poetic. That's Bob Dylan writing poetry and putting it to music. Right. Whereas jazz and when I hear and not even specifically jazz, you know, anymore, when I hear music that's kind of put in a way that seems strategic. Okay. That's when I'm like, you know what, guy or girl <laughs> or whatever, I like what you're doing. Yeah. Keep it up. <laughs> you that's know? how you react to people. So like. when people have really learned whatever an ability is, you know, they've kind of educated themselves on the ability itself, not right. just a vocalist, but like a vocalist who understands what it is to be a vocalist or, right. or you know what that art is right okay see i really like when um i mean i like all types of music but maybe you can help me kind of understand this a little more uh since you're more musically inclined there's i really like when musicians and this is more this goes more into like what they do with words I really like when they are saying things where I get an emotion out of it, but what they're saying doesn't necessarily make sense or it doesn't have a direct meaning, you know? And I, I understand it more so with poetry, uh, just because I like I do write and everything. The music it's a little harder for me to understand like why give an ex give me an example. An example would be Who's a musician who does this? I would say... I find it a lot of times with probably like more like freak folk type of people. Um, fuck, I wasn't ready. You threw me a purple. Yeah. I can't think of like a specific example. Uh, what if I tr tried to guess? Like something like Bonnie Bear. Is that kind of what you're thinking of? Uh... His is a little more straightforward, but yeah, but that's a long Because, like, I, you know, I love the song Holocene. Like, that's, like, that's one of the most beautiful things I've heard. Like, really? And I can't understand a word he says. <laughs> but you... He, he's like, So many hands part me above me Jay-Z You know, it's like, yeah. who's the fuck Jay-Z? It's Jay-Z. I don't know. <laughs> But I mean, it's and it's this beautiful acoustic thing, and it's like a. But that's what that's what I mean. Um, you know, if I hear music that I don't know what's being communicated, but the fact the way this this piece, you know, this I I keep calling it a piece because that's what I kind of as a, just opposed to a song. Right. Um, but it's kind of all these this arrangement that it has underneath it. Not that I know what's being communicated to me, but this music. If I and this song is an example of it, but if I hear music that is, you know. S something that is arranged so that I can know there's a message to be received at all, that's good music. Okay, alright, I feel you. See, the, I mean, good and bad music, like, I can hear something and think, I don't like it, but I don't know how to tell if it's objectively good or bad. And I know 
good and bad are subjective. But there's still, because, I mean, with film, you, you criticize certain things, and that's what makes a film good or bad, objectively, you know? How do you do that with music? See, that's funny, because, uh, you know, music, I think it would be, is, is more subjective than a film. Right. A film is something, is like, somebody composed with all these images, and... For the you most of the time, unless you're some really fucking indie, pretentious director, has some coherent plot, has yeah. some story, some narrative to be followed. Right. Linear or non-linear, there's still some objective purpose to it that right. the director did. Music is is the kind of more a listener experience thing. Okay. You know, like I, I could play something and I'll feel it differently than your what you're hearing. You right. know, and we, what you're hearing is not wrong. Even even if it's coming from my mind, you right? Know? So, I don't, I don't know what point I was getting at with that. Oh, how do you? So then, how do you come up with? So right, the question: How do you judge an objectively good music? Um, and I, for like ten seconds, wanted to say you can't, but that's not true. Okay. There are some things. If there's a technical ability in it, that you have to appreciate like you can tell someone spent years studying what they've done like, right let's say you're not a fan of uh like jazz at all but realize you know a lot of the music you hear today wouldn't be around because herbie hancock didn't play the keyboard you know if he or if he didn't play the keyboard you know hip-hop wouldn't be what it is right. r&b wouldn't like really be a thing right almost so okay interesting see i i i can always tell or i feel like i can tell when i watch stand-up comics i i feel like i can see how much they thought about the joke by the way they're performing it so okay uh i'm seeing someone perform something and i'm seeing them like move a lot and everything i'm thinking to myself oh they strategically put this move in here this move in here for bigger reaction you know you say a big word and you make a big motion i'm thinking you really thought that out and i feel like i can always tell people who like really study it versus people who have not but at the same time i'm like oh some people just have a natural raw talent you know and see i'm always so quick to dismiss that really that that concept and maybe i shouldn't as someone who are like, you, you're born with that. But yeah. no, I worked for this shit. <laughs> you know, like yeah. there is no such thing as like, ah, and I say that and like, maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Like I'm saying that as if it's a, it's a fact. I don't know if that's, cause maybe you're right. Maybe there is something in genetics that like allows you to be able to do some certain thing. Yeah. But like, you know, we were like, oh, you just were born with this ability to play piano. It's like, no. I've been getting better. Yeah. There are days I tell myself, like, Ryan, you're still a shitty keyboard player. Yeah. And there are days where I believe that. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm... I, it's not that I worked for this. I'm continuing to work for it. Right. So, when people are like, oh, you must be just born with that ability. <laughs> no, you're discrediting the fact that I spent years, yeah. you know, these past 20, 10 years, no, 10, I've been playing piano for 10 years, this is my example, for, yeah, you're discrediting the past 10 years of my life that I've spent doing this. But there are, but there are people in 
different forms of art who can just do something. True. Some people have, like, a mind that works a certain way. Yeah. And they can use that to their advantage to work towards the talent they want to have. Right. And maybe the gift is not the talent itself, but how, how they in their mind can manage to grasp that okay. talent. Okay. Huh. Sure. I will concede to that. All right. That's a, that's a more, like, you know, rational approach to it right. rather than just like oh I saw a piano and Dane was like da, 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 da. that's how piano sounds <laughs> a baby just came out doing that <laughs> yeah no it doesn't happen well then you see I have the concept of like 10 year old prodigies and yeah. that whole everything I just said goes out the window so but you don't think that what you said could still apply where it's like I that's could. their brain I think it could yeah. huh alright alright well that's fair that's fair so something I wanted to ask you, put you kind of, put you on the spot Do here, it. is <laughs> the way you said it, it just it made me feel like I was being threatened a little bit, or like you were really stepping up. Do it! Do it! Fucker, do it! <laughs> I fucking dare you, Nick. <laughs> but what, um, what are you hoping to gain from this experience? You know, because I know when I started doing the podcast, I was like, oh... I'm able to communicate so much from stand-up. Let me communicate it in a more literal sense and see if people connect to it. And then I connect to people and they can connect back to me. And it's a cool experience. And then also it would just be another form of... A, another way for me to have a creative outlet and incorporate... Another medium. Yeah, another medium. And, an, and a way to incorporate comedy into it, but just when I wanted to, you know. Right. So what are you hoping to... Um, a great place to organize my thoughts. Okay. I feel like, you know, whoever we have, we're just going to be talking about shit, and it's going to make me able to pair my own concepts with others. Right. And try to just work that out. And I didn't figure out, you know, if anything I learned from this show can apply in daily life. <laughs> and also to be able to help you orchestrate this experience of a podcast. Like, how do we compose, you know, like an hour-long, two-hour-long show right? that manages to maintain some kind of cool element about it it's, all the way through. Right. And to be able to come up with that skill will be precious. I agree 100%. I, I've been accepting the idea more that I can't do like everything by myself you know when i started the podcast at home it was very like oh i'm a one like i'm one person doing this and if you can do that sure but i've had to kind of accept like oh there are some things in life that i just need help on hmm. you know that yeah. you need other people to accomplish you know and <coughs> even even as far as comedy like i was telling a friend of ours shannon burke the other day uh, we were coming back from an open mic, and I was like, this is much cooler that I'm doing it, like, with someone else. Oh, yeah. And even just my work ethic and the way I approach comedy has changed by being with other people. And the lone wolf thing is kind of cool, like, on TV. Yeah. But in real life, it just kind of blows. It doesn't work out. Yeah, right. it doesn't work out, you know? So it, it, it's nice. I, I think this will be a, a good change of pace. And then also, what we had discussed is that sometimes... And I know other people experience this. I know you probably experience this. That feeling of just not wanting to be around people. Oh, yeah. Then I'm like, oh, having two hosts 
especially you with like the music and everything kind of it can at least amp up one side of it you know and then also we're gonna have weeks where you know if i don't feel like having a guest or anything that it, it could just be me talking so it'll be like a one week me and ryan one week just me but then maybe it'll get to the point where i'm so addicted to it that every week hey, we're yeah. doing the real show that's what i would like to work up to at least so yeah i mean i think this will be a cool i'm excited to see and it's also open to change you know oh no doubt which is nice before i was very this is how it's gonna be for the rest of the show and then that didn't work so it's nice to see if this will i think it will um do you have any who are who are your your dream guests oh man who are your dream guests um and after i'll tell you my white whale <laughs> your white whale <laughs> Like, you mean, like, locally? Like, uh, people that we actually any, would be on a, I, on I, our show? I, or can I, I just, like, specifically, mention those, any celebrity? I specifically didn't say, because I wanted to see which way you would go. Okay, because I was thinking celebrity first, anyway. That's probably That's the direction up. I was going <laughs> Right? But I have ambitions, damn it! You would choose Louis C.K. over Shannon Burke? That's ridiculous, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Not, I mean, that's nothing against Shannon, but, like, I'd have someone with some fucking star power show up before I start bringing on my friends, Jesus Christ. What do you think I am? A kind-hearted human being? Fuck you, I'm a sellout. I'm, a, I'm in it for the success. Like, I, I'm nice, but I'm not stupid. I'm a good dude, but I'm not a fucking moron, right? No, that's fair, that's fair. Okay, uh, do celebrities first, then. Then, um... Give me, like, five. Who are the five where you're, like... If they could be on this project that I'm on. I just want to talk to Bo Burnham because he is me. <sighs> Fucking right. You know. Yeah. So I just, I just need to sit down and have a conversation with that guy. And be like, tell me what happens in my life. You've already lived it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dimitri Martin, because I want to see how much of an uh, anxious man he actually is. Right. You know. <laughs> I want to see how much he actually just, like, twitches. In a good way. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, uh, Mitch Hedberg, three times. Fucking hell yeah! And that's that. That's my other. That, that's the rest of the five. <laughs> that's the all right. I love it. I would. That would be amazing. That would be fucking amazing. We'll no, it's good to have you back for that. For yeah. Just, you know, just like be able to be able to tell him that. <laughs> well, who who locally would you like to have on? Um. No, oh, we can have Shannon. I guess I'll give him. I mean, yeah, sure. I guess yeah. we have Shannon on the show. <laughs> You know, I feel like when we do, that'll just be the running gag. Like, how much we don't want Shannon on the we show. We don't want Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, why are you, who led you here? You guys did. Yeah, but, like, who but led like... you here? <laughs> Everyone who doesn't know us and Shannon will think, like, God, these guys fucking hate this guy. Oh, no. Shannon Burke's and, a yeah, great stand-up that we guy. love. Yeah. Um, I was actually watching Bill Hader, and I was like, oh, my God. That's, that's Shannon Burke <laughs> in, like, 20 years. Who just can't stop doing impressions. <laughs> he just, I, uh, does voices in every interview. My white whale, and I'm saying it, I haven't said it on the podcast yet, I'm saying it here, I'm declaring it. Lay it on. One day, Chris Gethard will be on this goddamn podcast. I'm, I'm fucking saying it. He's one of my favorite stand-up comics, he has a show called The Chris Gethard Show, it's super weird and interesting, and he seems like an interesting guy, and I'm gonna have him on this podcast well, one day. Uh, what's it's your email address? Say a shout out your email address. Podcast at home at gmail.com. Yeah, just shoot us an email. 
podcast at home at gmail.com. We'll Skype you. We'll, you know, if I had to pay, you know, after a few paychecks, if I had to pay <laughs> for him to come here and do it, I totally would. I totally would. So, yeah, Chris Gethard's my white whale. One day he'll be on it. Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, fucking Shannon, Michael, sure. <laughs> you know. These guys that, you know, we just kind of know, I guess. We just kind of, yeah. So what are you doing musically lately that's excited you? This could be either a project or maybe just something you learned about music that you want to incorporate into something that you already do. Um, let's see, this... There's a show on uh, Friday for Raspberry Pi. I don't there know is. how soon you plan on getting this. This will be out, out by tomorrow. Okay, then uh, tomorrow. Then if it, if if you're listening to this on Thursday, <laughs> May twenty sixth. May twenty sixth on the on the twenty seventh at nine o'clock. Uh, there's gonna be you know I've been preparing this show with Raspberry Pi for months. You know, not months, but like a month. We've just had it ready to right. go. And we were trying to find, like, an opener for so long. We were trying to, like, who can we get? Because, and I, I realize, you know, now being on this end of it, because, and this is not a, I'm not, not trying to be, like, a brag thing. But, like, oh. Raspberry Pi is pretty big. I mean, it's a pretty big thing right now. Yeah. But I mean that, you know, there, there are people that I don't know that are like, you're the guy from that thing. Yeah. Which is a, a sign that, like, it's it's beyond me. Yeah. It's a thing that's awesome. beyond myself. Yeah. And and you start seeing, how, you know, like, how do we get people here? And you see that as, like, a number thing, not as, like, how do we meet people to get them here? It's like you start seeing people as numbers. Right. Which, you know, I realize it dehumanizes yeah, it's it pretty makes, makes like I'm, Yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> but now, really, like that's how like big artists see their, you know, when they're touring, they're not thinking about people. Yeah, they're thinking about like the, the number of people. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm at a point where like I can start thinking about the number of people. Okay. And so to try to throw it, and so we were trying to look for an opus. Like, how do we increase that number of people? And then we uh, we stopped doing that because everyone we knew that we could ask was like busy or like wanted to do something else and so we realized fuck it we're just gonna have to sell the fuck out of our own brand okay and i'm starting to see like you know the music you create as part of like a company really okay like no not like a like a small business you know right like you just Start seeing this image of this ident this separate identity of the thing you're creating, which is kind of really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, you know, and so that that this leading up for the show on tomorrow, wink wink. It's actually it's Wednesday right as we're recording this, so it's two days from now. But in preparing for that, it's kind of given me this weird new perspective on what it means to be in the music world. Yeah. Very nice. Very cool. So you're getting the you're getting that business side of it. Right. You know. I I will say as a fan of Raspberry Pi, I'm fucking excited for the show. Uh it's gonna be fun. I talked to uh Doug who's in the band. Um and I asked him, I was like like are you guys gonna just have like uh, your bases? Are you having other instruments? He just goes no spoilers, and I was like shit, <laughs> it's about to go down. So if you are around the Orlando UCF area, 
Where is it? Redline Pub? Redline Pub. 9 o'clock. Friday the 27th. It's going to be a lot of fun. 2016. <laughs> <laughs> In a year, this will be irrelevant. But right now, <laughs> it's super relevant. And come meet people, you know, shake hands and all that shit. It'll be a very good time. Word. It'll be a great time. So, yeah. What other... I know you also produce music on your own. Yes, and I have... I put out an album earlier this year. It's called That's All I Need. Mm-hmm. So get that, pick that up at RyanGoodonMusic.com. I'm even out of seeing my, like my own name as that kind of brand too it was like oh Ryan Goodwin music is you know these certain diff- different amalgamations of projects yeah it's weird but you can check out RyanGoodwinMusic.com uh, go to the Metablip t- Meta tab check out the album that's all I need I think it's pretty great uh, and that's definitely not because I made it <laughs> it's a part of it <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. But, uh, you know, and I recently, and after, I put out that album that I've just kind of been making things for Shits and Giggles, and I put out a song on my SoundCloud the other day, and I listened to the keyboard solo, and I thought, who is that man? Nice. That's a fucking awesome so, feeling. So, uh, you know, it was, it was weird. The, you know, you ever, like, how long have you been doing comedy, or, like, what's a thing you've been working your ass off to be good at almost all your life? Almost all. Oof. I've been trying to. I've been doing comedy seriously like a year, overall like probably two or three years, but I would say writing for very long time has been something. That was not. Those were those were my roommates. Yeah, I liked it. That was a nice. I will always wonder what that means. <laughs> I I've been working to become a better writer for a very long time, so I get that feeling. And yeah, and then you, and you ever have a moment where you really reflect on something you've written and you're like, damn, this has gotten better. Yeah. I put out this song on SoundCloud and I sat down and I listened to it and I was like, shit, this has gotten better. Hell yeah. And I was doing one of those things. I'm just flipping through some social media thing that I have. Like, you ever just flip through, like, your old Facebook profile pictures or like, you just scroll through your Instagram yeah. feed? Once a week. Or, like, all the, all the stupid shit you used to say on Twitter. Yeah. I was doing that before my SoundCloud. I was listening yeah. to all the old music I used to make. Yeah. And I could see the, the you know, the however old I was whenever I posted whichever song. As, as young as, like... It's a sixteen-year-old me. I just wanted to like shake him and be like, "Dude, this gets better." This gets nice. This gets nice. better. That's a. I feel like that's so rewarding that it can help you keep going. You know. Yeah. Because if you don't see that you're making progress, and it's like, fuck, you know, that is a very nice. You know, I feel like with comedy that you, I don't know, you get that, but like I don't record all my sets or anything. I know you don't really either. No, so I used like, to, but then I. Realize, no, I'm doing this for a hobby, so I'm not going to try to get better, which is a dangerous mentality to have. But I want to get into that, though. You you still feel that way? Comedy, well, comedy is a hobby more for me. Yeah, but you, so. don't, you still don't want to, like, improve? I mean, I do, but I mean, it's not like... It's not I like am, do or die. Right, it's not like I'm actively trying to improve like I am in music. Like, right. I'm trying to make the best thing that I can. With comedy, I'm trying to do the... Not the best, but like the okay-ish as I can. It's so weird doing comedy with you, Ryan Goodwin, because the other comics I know, because you're 
talented comedian. Oh, thank you. And so the other comics I know, also talented comedians, but for all of us, it's like, we have to. Like, we'll die if we don't, you know, succeed in some form. So, but for you, it's just like, oh, I'm, this is fine. It's, it's, mm, see, I'm not, okay, maybe it's not that passive, but it, it's, I would have to improve, want to improve for different reasons. Okay. I'm not, it's like, I'm not trying to make the best of my craft because music is who I think I am. Right. Mostly. That's okay. like this, it's like this thing. That's what I do, man. I just make, do that kind of thing. But, you know, when I'm trying to get better at comedy, I'm doing it for the sake of the positions I'm in. Okay. You know, like, I run an open mic, I am doing great to maintain that image. Okay. You know, that's... It's not part of the identity as so much as a thing that I do, and I want to be good at the things that I do. Okay, yeah. Music is who I am, and I want to be good at who I am, but comedy is a thing I do, and I want to be good at what I do, if that makes any sense. It it does, but at the same time, I have a hard time understanding it because everything, creative-wise, everything I like do, I am doing to get to that next point. I will say more so with comedy and like film, there's more of a drive. But... Like, because you also do, like you say, you you've told me you're the reverse. You do music as a hobby. And yeah, comedy yeah. Comedy and film is like what is like who you are, and that's the things that are your life's work. Yeah. Whereas music is a thing that you just kind of do. That I do. But even then, I'm I'm not gonna lie and be like, like I still have that desire to like, oh, one day I want to make like beats for someone, you know. I still do have that, like, I, I feel like nothing, and I'm not saying it in a bad way, nothing I do is just for fun. Hmm. And I don't mean that you, in a bad, you I don't know what? want that Because well, you're right, bad. now that you're, you're making me open-minded about it, and maybe it is not just for fun. Like, I've realized the way I've spelled it out makes it sound very, more passive than I probably mean it. Okay. But it's the easiest way to figure out. Right. Right now. But, yeah, no, it's, I'm doing it as like a, Shit. Oh, man, I'm going to be stuttering like a really bad episode of Rick and Morty right now. <laughs> Morty. It's, it's, I, 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 but, like, they're just doing that pause for way too long. That's what's going on inside my head right now. I. It's a fraction of what I do. Okay. And it's... So I, I, I try to improve at it to improve at certain aspects of what I do. Like, right. it, you know, learn learning how to do comedy is a great lesson in communication right. just kind of in general okay yeah so i figured if i can do this kind of skill on a stage and how to direct a, the attention of a listener right just through words and body language and that kind of deal then i can go off stage and talk to someone and maintain those mannerisms okay maybe not as played up because i'm not on stage anymore but like you know the concept of like shaping the tone of your voice you know, to right. get people's attention to get them to pay attention to certain things yeah which is difficult because i you know you'd be fi- find that hard to believe because i just spent like 20 seconds trying to conjure up <laughs> one single thought but so, i'm trying damn it but so for you it's also like a life and practical skill right like okay see i, I don't know about you but being around other creative types like i love it like i feel like i've being around other stand-up comics i feel like i've finally found you know like my group you know and people I belong with but at the same time 
and it drives me insane. Oh shit. Oh, that's all good. It's an empty body bag. I I still feel that sense of um whoops. Sorry. How should I let this happen? Uh, just let it go. Oh, yeah. See, I'm not a letting things go kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> you see how hard deep. I was fighting for that? <laughs> but, um, yeah, being around other creative types also melts my brain because I will invent a sense of competition even if there is none. Ah, uh, yeah. And it drives me insane. The other day, there's a local comedian who I won't say, but he's a lot better than me. He's a lot better than a lot of us. And he's performing, and I get off stage, and he had an off night. Uh, it was partially the crowd, but it was just an off night for everyone. And I went on stage, and I did about just as well as he did. And I was telling a friend of ours after that, like, uh, yeah, we did, like, the same tonight. And I know I'm not better than him. That's what makes me know the crowd was, like, so-so. And he goes, yeah, you're definitely not better than him. Ooh. And, and he didn't mean anything by it. I could tell by the way he said it. But instantly, I was just like, I'm not going to stop until you think I'm better than him. Ooh, man. And, but I hate that at the same time. Because I want us all, I genuinely, genuinely want us all to succeed and get to where we want to be. But at the same time, I just, it's, it's an inherent thing where I'm just like, you can recognize someone else, but also recognize that I'm, even if you don't think I'm good, that I have the potential to be good. But I hate that, because I shouldn't need that from anyone but myself. No, and that's true. That's definitely true, that you shouldn't need it from anyone but yourself. But to be able to see, to, to observe for yourself, like, that guy's better than me, and I know that I can be. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But fucking prove it, you yeah. shit. I, but I, I feel like I have been is the thing. But he said it at a time where I felt like I was proving it. I, I was see. like, wait a second. Then, because mm, you're right, I do that same thing, you know, in the music world. I'm like, yeah. I am I'm so fucking quick to judge anybody holding a ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I go to open, an open mic and I see someone with a ukulele, yeah. usually my first thought is, all right, give me your tacky, Zoe Deschanel, quirky, pixie dream girl <laughs> bullshit God right damn. now. And... Because, you know, not like, I've been around, I'm an old timer, but like, yeah. I've been around enough to know if you're holding a ukulele, 50% of the time, <laughs> which is lower than what I expect, really, yeah. but like 50% of the time, that's what I'm going to see. Yeah. That's an, another half of the time, I'm going to be wrong, yeah. and then I feel like an asshole for being wrong, Yeah. but, and it, and I shouldn't try to like justify the that's the thing that I'm going to see like uh, I should prepare to be disappointed yeah cuz that's not what lets music grow right that's not what music is about right it's what the music world is about and being in it it's kind I mean not a smart idea to adopt that mentality mhm it's kind of like the evolutionary mentality it's like to win you have to be this asshole of a thing um but what lets music grow is the idea that like oh that guy's learning to play a goddamn ukulele i can't play ukulele yeah fuck yeah. what who, who what the fuck am i to say anything yeah so it's a strange place to be
and I hate it. <laughs> you know, it's terrible. It's, because it, I don't know. It sometimes it makes me wish that I didn't. There is a part of me that wishes that I didn't want to do any of this, because I was like, it would be much easier to go to school for a specific thing, get good at that thing, and work that job than it would be to, like, oh, climb this ladder. And in this case, school was kind of just doing the thing a lot and learning from it. But at the same time, I just... Like, I had an inferiority complex before I started comedy. <laughs> so now it's just, like, on overdrive, and it sometimes it drives me up a fucking wall. Like, it really does, and I love it. I would never stop. I can't stop. I can't. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just, I... It drives me crazy, you know. See, I'm learning that the, like the things that you're afraid of. It's not like it's okay to be afraid of things, right? But when the minute you let those fears keep you from doing things, right? Then it's you know. But if whereas you can have them and use them to like a reason to, like, conquer something. Right. Then that's, that's okay. So, like, an inferiority complex is not, I'm so shit at what I do, maybe I should give up. But if you're, like, you could be afraid of being shit and be like, well, I just need to not be. Yeah. I mean, that's easier said than done. I can say that in 30 seconds. It would take years to overcome it. Actually, yeah. But that's a way to look at fear, I guess. Yeah. And see, there's, there's also the question of, like, knowing, like, when I told you, like, I know I could be as good as that guy, and you were like, well, like, prove it. And I was like, I feel like I have been proving it, but I, you can never control what other people think. Right. So I will never get that real gauge of, like, whether or not other people think I'm good enough. Right, and I, there's this one cracked article by David Wong called, um, I don't remember what it's called, but, like, one major point that the article makes is the world only cares about what it can get from you. Right. You can care, you should care about you. Yeah. To, you know, the deepest extent possible right. of, of what it is to have an identity. But ultimately, the world doesn't give a shit about any of that. Right. It just cares about what you can bring to the table. Right. So being able to tell yourself, yes, I know, I, th- I believe I've been proving it. The only way you can prove that to the world is by giving even better content. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. But then I just... And and uh, it's fun to recognize, like, you'll probably never even give the best content. Yeah. I'll never be the best musician. Yeah. But to want to be the very best like no one ever was. Da-na-na-na. Sorry. Da-da-da. But we're not going to get into it. I'm trying to make a point. I know, I know. To want to be the best, that's... The thing to keep to prioritize, right. to keep in mind. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Talking about it helps, and I will still be up at three in the morning thinking. But do all those other comics really still like me? But at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> saying it, I'm like that's rational. You know, you're rationalizing it, and I like it. So, do you ever feel any creative pressure from your peers? Like, do you ever? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I saw... I was at an open mic last night. Mm-hmm. And, um... This one guy... This was 
two dudes on stage. One guy was singing, the other guy was playing the piano. And this dude was a great jazz accompanist, accompanying keyboard player. What he was doing was amazing. This guy was singing Paul Simon, still crazy after all mm. these years. He was just killing The keyboard player was killing it. I was, unfortunately, not too impressed with the vocalist. Okay. So it, it was kind of this dynamic of being, feeling better than one thing. Be like, oh yeah, I am so much better than what that guy's doing. Yeah. And then seeing another thing and be like, well, no. Yeah. Still not the best. Yeah. The, the most talented person in the room. Yeah. Even. So it was a strange dynamic to feel in that the middle weird. of these two separate people on stage. Yeah. You know? And the better thoughts to have about either thing would be, oh my God, look at that vocalist. He's, if he keeps at it, he's going to kill it. Yeah, okay. And then seeing the keyboard player, like, oh my God, I'm not the only talented keyboardist, and I can learn from that guy. Yeah. No, that's that sounds So those healthy. are both the better thoughts that I should have and the ones I'll probably try to be having in the future, whereas, as opposed to getting mad that someone's better than me, understand I have something to learn from them, and as, a point, as opposed to feeling better and, like, just superior to someone who's doing worse than me think, that, like, oh, my God, that person is putting himself out there just to learn anyway. Yeah. So sure. I have to be impressed and proud of both people as well as myself, and that's what lets good music grow. Damn, that's healthy. That's yeah. healthy shit. I'm glad I could come to that positive point at the end of all this bullshit <laughs> I've just been shitting on for like the past 30 minutes. But it's honest. It's honest. Honest, but I'm glad I could make it to that point. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, I will say when I watch other people perform especially my friends, I'm always very, like, rooting for them, and if one of you guys have the sets they kill, I'm like, fuck yeah. But I, it's just still that thing in my brain where I'm like, you're great, but I also need you to know that I have oh, yeah. potential. You know, even if you don't think, <coughs> even if someone doesn't like something I'm doing, to at least acknowledge that there there's a form to it, and that I at least know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I never want to, I never want people to think, like, He's just up there, like, flailing his arms and, like, just kind of hoping that something he says lands. I'm like, no, you have to know that I spent time writing this and thinking about it and thinking about it from your perspective, you know? So that's, man, I don't know. It's a struggle. It's a struggle to do anything you want, I suppose. Yeah. But it's also a luxury, so I guess that's fine. Well, I've had a great time. I've had a one. solid time. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to do one thing for me though. I'll do it. And this will be just for us and for them listening. I want you to introduce a segment that I'm very excited to be on the show where you talk I don't know if we have a name for it yet. Okay. But you just talk about something that's kind of ridiculous to you. Alright. I'll I'll give you the one that I I tested out on okay, you. Kinda do it. set the tone for all the future segments yes, that we please. whenever we do it. But people are so quick to say, oh my god, the world is shit. Right? Yeah. Have you heard people will. And I don't, I don't just mean Trump supporters. I mean, like, this is an, a, a large group of people yeah. 
smart people, even. Not just like, this is not one of those things where, like, anyone who has this belief is dumb. Uh, this is just a dumb belief. <laughs> but, like, not just people are like, yeah, make America great again. But everyone's like, oh, the world is burning down, and there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm just... But the thing is, the world has always been burning down. <laughs> there has never been a point... You may be learning to be, you know, becoming more aware of, of things, but there's never a point where, like, everything was fine. Yeah. You know, everyone, there was always something to complain about and to, that, that would lead you to believe the world is going to shit. Yeah. Like, oh, Nixon's an evil man. We're all going to burn, you know, especially because this is in the middle of the fucking Cold War and we don't know what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. But to believe that, like, that now's the time that's going to happen, nah. Bro, chill. <laughs> you know, it, it's easy to hear pe to get mad and to hear people get mad because like anger is a, a contagious emotion. Yeah. And like when you hear good news, it's easy to blow it off because nobody cares about good news. Fuck. You think you do. You think like, oh, let me just hear some good news. No, you want to be mad because being mad feels really good. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Like you're right. Like, I, and I'm also, you know, now seeing how this, this election cycle of anyone I've ever lived through, but I've only lived through, like, five, because I'm 20, yeah. which is not a lot, because America's had, like, 44 of them. I don't know. Uh, Cliff, uh, asterisk in that one, somebody Google that for me and uh, email me and tell me I'm a fucking moron, because I am. <clears throat> you know, but, like, it's... Uh, you know, we have such a small sample. Like, yeah, I'm seeing this election cycle. I'm like, well, this is fucking weird. Yeah. And like, I'm gonna, I'm totally not prepared for the whatever the future of whatever the hell happens. But I am. I don't worry about the future because smarter people already do. Damn. That's Which I believe is something I said on the last time I was on the show. But That's I will bring it up again. P you know, you, the world has always been burning. And yes, be concerned, be skeptical, be worried, but don't be uh, resigned, I guess. Don't be resigned. I like it. There you go. That's the segment. Don't be resigned. Ryan Goodwin, go ahead and play us out. Thank you guys so much for listening to a new episode of the podcast Whoa. at home. And, you know, we're going to be happy to have you guys back. Um, I guess I'll leave you guys with this. The other day, I was at work, and a guy comes up to me to pay, because I work at a gas station, he was paying money for gas. And I was like, didn't, haven't you performed at this place I go to, don't I recognize you? And he was like, yeah. Or he was like, but what was I doing? And I was like, it was like spoken word, but... You were like uh, doing, you had music in the background, and he was like AKA rap, and I was like, uh, uh, yeah, I guess so, and it was super intense, and then he goes, yeah, don't tell anyone I'm a rapper, and just walked away. That is all 100% true. Thank you guys so much for listening to Noobs with the podcast home with me, Nick Graves, and Ryan Goodwin. See you next time.